The word for our time. The word for our time. The word for our time. Welcome to the Word for Our Time podcast. Today we will be studying on the topic the lie we all believe. I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. And the Word for Our Time podcast has a couple of goals. We want to bring the Bible truth into our current day. To speak on truth in the time of a lot of truth and error in the world, also to clear up some of those errors, and to break the stigma that the truth of the Bible is boring and shouldn't be preached in our time. You know, today we have a really interesting study. We're studying the lie we all believe. What is that lie, and how does it affect us? But of course, before we start, let us say a prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, we thank you, God, for bringing us here together to study your word. I pray to you, Lord, that we will study you in spirit and in truth, and that you will reveal to us what you want us to know today. Be with all everyone listening, protect them, guide them, and allow them to draw closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's dive right in it. Today we're going we're gonna to start by talking about the word of God. Uh, let's start with John chapter 1. So if you turn with me, you open your Bibles or turn on your Bibles and scroll with me to John chapter 1. We'll read from verse 1 to verse 4. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Here we see Jesus and his word are so united that they are inseparable. It's the word of God that helps us to understand where we come from, how we got here, and what our purpose is. Let's turn to another verse, John chapter 5, verse 39. It says, this is Jesus speaking, and he says, Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So who is the Bible speaking about? From Genesis to Revelation, from beginning to end, the Bible is only about one character, and that is Jesus Christ. Let's turn again to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Okay, so we just read a couple of verses that gave us a bit of a foundation. We started by knowing, by, by seeing that in the beginning was the Word. You see, John parallels the Genesis 1 with, in the beginning God created the heavens and earth, to in the beginning was the Word. Parallel, parallels the importance of the Word of God to God himself. Then we see later on in John, <clears throat> Jesus explains that the whole Bible is about him. That's actually a really good point to understand that even when we read about Noah and the ark, or David and Goliath, or Samson with all of his strength, or about Moses and the children of Israel, all those stories are actually about Jesus. We're going to dive into into that in some later podcasts, how you can study the Word of God in a new way using something called typology, where you can pick out these interesting um, understandings about Jesus from these Old Testament stories. It's very exciting. We'll get into that a little bit later. But here in this verse, it has an interesting statement. 
<clears throat> in Romans 10, 17, it talks about faith. And it says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So, if you receive faith, it's kind of a paradox. See, the, it's over or a chicken and egg type of problem. Because if faith comes by hearing the word of God, and those who don't have faith don't want to hear the word of God, then how can they receive faith? <laughs> right? If I don't have any faith in God, I'm not going to want to hear his word or read his word. But you're not going to receive faith unless you hear his word and read his word. So how does God solve this? What hope is there for those who have no desire to read the word of God or hear the word of God? Well, the Bible explains it. Let's go to Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2, 14 and 15. It says here, For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law unto themselves. Verse 15, Which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience, their conscience, also bearing witness, and their thoughts, the means, the mean, while accusing or excusing one another. You see, God, in his mercy, left us with a conscience. A conscience that causes us to search for meaning, to search for something more, to search for truth and understanding and what our purpose is, what's the meaning of life. And also for some base level morality. So why do many people not believe in the word of God? And even within Christianity, why do so many people believe different things? Well, it's because we've all been taught to believe a lie. What is the lie that we've all been taught to believe? Well, <clears throat> it's, a, it's, it's not easy to explain. It's a, complicated, it's a complicated belief system that has many different levels. But it starts with the second lie that Satan never said. You see, in our first podcast, we spoke about the first lie that Satan never said, which was that the soul is immortal, that you shall not surely die, is what he told Eve. Now, today we're going to speak a little bit about the second lie of Satan. Let's read about it in Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. It says, And the serpent said to, unto the woman, You shall not surely die. In verse 5, though, For God knows that in the day you eat of the fruit, then your eyes shall be opened, and you will be as gods, knowing good and evil. You see, this is why we have a hard time believing in the Bible. Let me explain. It's because we've already been told that we know what good and evil is, and we don't need to search for answers in some old book. You see, it's a lie that we've been told from the beginning of human creation. And that is that you are God. You know what good and evil is. You don't need someone else to tell you what good and evil is. You can decide for yourself. If someone tells you, oh, this is wrong, you say, well, that might be wrong for you, but it's not wrong for me. 
Someone says, well, this is right. Well, that might be right for you, but it's not right for me. I'm going to choose what's good and wrong for myself. We want to be gods of our own destiny. We've been told to look within ourselves and not to God for our answers. But we need to trust our own heart and trust your inner voice. Haven't you heard it said a thousand times? Trust your gut. Follow your heart. This is a new yet ancient religion. And it's prevalent within the world today. But it's all a lie. Let's see what the Bible says about who we should trust. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Verse 5 and 6 in Proverbs chapter 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. It's a clear rebuke to what we've been taught our whole lives, to trust our heart, trust our gut, trust ourselves. He says, don't trust in yourself, trust in the Lord, and do not lean into your own understanding. Now, let's see what it says in Jeremiah 7, verse 9. In Jeremiah 7, verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Listeners, it's sad to say, but the truth is, if we just follow our own selfish desires, our own hearts, our own gut, it will lead us astray. The lie that we all believe is that we should decide for ourselves what's good for our lives, and what's wrong for our lives. And that there is no absolute truth. Everyone's truth is relative. What's good for you is good for you. What's good for me is good for me. And it depends on how we grew up, and it depends on our culture. But there isn't no one truth that fits all of us. No one size fits all. That's not true, brothers and sisters. This lie has gotten us to a point now where we want to move away from doctrines, from Bible truth. Those are looked down upon in Christianity. We want to focus on love and helping those in need. But love without truth is not love at all. And helping those in need without giving them the truth of the gospel is only making well-fed and well-clothed sinners. I know what you're thinking. But wasn't this Jesus' method? Wasn't, wasn't Jesus' method to meet the needs of the people? Um, and we're going to talk about this quite a bit. There's a whole other later podcast that I have for uh, talking about Jesus' method. But Jesus never left people without the truth of the gospel. Oftentimes he would say, go and sin no more. That's a pretty steep and serious commission that he's asking people to do. You see, he would, of course, meet their needs, but he would also give them the truth of the gospel. You see, oftentimes we don't want to talk about the truth of the gospel and doctrines and thou shalt nots because we think that divides people. We think that causes more strife and it's going to cause the gospel to seem overbearing or hard or difficult or mean. But God came to bring a sword. And the truth is, 
we sometimes need to be separated or cut by that sword from the world. It's not time for us to be coddled and comforted. It's time for us to be shown what the truth is. For now, let's not fall for the trick of the enemy. The same trick that he used in our forefathers, Adam and Eve. That we can be the gods of our own lives. That we should not submit for our own, our, our own will to anyone else. And that we will decide for ourselves what's good and what's evil. We will continue this topic next time in our podcast, The Word for Our Time. God bless you, and thanks for joining. Let us pray. Our Father, it's art in heaven. We thank you, God, for bringing us here together to speak on the, the topic of the lie we all believe. Lord, we all want to follow our own selfish desires, our own selfish hearts. I pray to you, Father, that we will follow you and not follow ourselves. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for the privilege of studying your word. Allow us to all come here together again. In Jesus' name we we pray. Amen. Thank you. Take care.